Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Hello everybody, today is March 20th. And we're going to finish John chapter 12. And I do have a cold, so I'm sorry if I sound ridiculous. It's not COVID though, so that's good news. Uh, Just a normal kid cold uh, that they gave to me. Sweet kids. Uh, So we're going to finish John chapter 12. And then I'll share some thoughts. I'm going to start in verse 27. And this is Jesus talking. He says, Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered and others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who has sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. So this little excerpt seems to be full of unpopular moments in Jesus's life. Jesus starts out by verbalizing that his soul is troubled. He is putting language to the burden of knowing he was sent for the very purpose of dying. So for every person who is walking a road right now that you'd rather not be walking or pushed forward on a path you wish you could divert from, here is good company. The crowd around him is demanding Jesus declare himself to be the Son of Man. 
They are inebriated off of the triumphal entry and certain their Messiah will do what they all expect, and they are eager to see Jesus get the ball rolling and do all the things that they think he should. But light doesn't need to announce itself. It doesn't have to do anything except shine and shadows flee. The light came, exposing and displaying. But as the opening chapter of John said, the majority of people loved the darkness rather than the light. Despite the miracles and the ears opened and the eyes seeing and the dead raised, the bread multiplied, they don't want this kind of light. Those who emerge from their little dark corners were rewarded with becoming sons of light, but their number is embarrassingly few. Jesus won't announce himself like they want. He says when the Son of Man is lifted up, then all people will be drawn to him. The cross and the subsequent empty grave are the glorious announcement that these people are waiting for. How different those two images are than a dramatic coup or a conquering king. And then Jesus slips away. He hides from the curious gaze and things looking to be entertained. He isn't a spectacle and the people are left to decide what to do with this man. Some believe, but to their shame, can't own it because of this tragic line. They loved the glory that comes from man rather than the glory that comes from God. How silly humanity is. We measure each other against each other, impressing each other with our tiny strength, hoping one of us will emerge bigger than the rest. But we're all grass. Our approval and opinions die with us. How much better to live aware of the gaze of a kind and eternal God. His glory lasts longer than a couple dozen decades. To as many as receive him, he gives the right to become children of God. So let's be diligent to receive his light today. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I think as we end this chapter, uh, my thoughts so far feel conflicted because here Jesus you know, they're yelling Hosanna. He's coming in. He's raised Lazarus from the dead. Mary understands that he's about to be crucified and he's telling people plainly, but they're still asking for him to announce himself. And it just makes me think about how, um, how the Lord doesn't necessarily hit us over the head to get us to believe in him. Um, I love how Romans 1 says that people are without excuse because God's divine nature has been on display. You could go and look that up because it is troubling to think, Lord, why wouldn't you have just like shaken them and been like, I am Jesus, I am the Messiah and gotten them to believe in him. But he's always had it be a choice and he's always been looking for, for friends. He's always been looking for lovers. He's always been looking for us to voluntarily look at him and take time for him. And The humbling part of that is that if we're missing out on God or on light or whatever, it's it's usually the ball is in our court because he has he has flung his arms open on the cross and it's our choice to come to him. And I I think about that and then and then think about the the fact that Jesus interacted with so many different people. And he was looking for people who had eyes of faith and eyes of hunger and who could see him and could understand him. And it just, it stirs my heart to want to be awake and to want to not miss him, to want to be uh, someone who is pursuing 
him in the middle of a world where the world is, we're all just caught up in our little, little lives. I think that's why Colossians 3 is, is so profound to set our hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of God instead of the things of earth. Because the things of earth are loud and I love how some of my friends here talk about how it's like white noise. There's this white noise of life. And if we're not careful, we can't even make out like these people in the chapter, they couldn't even make out the sound from heaven, the voice, what it was saying. And it's important that we pause in our own lives and, and try to really hear clearly that we step out of the, the, the maddening fray and like get away to hear what the Lord is saying and to be people with our ear to heaven. Um, so that's what I'm praying for you today. I hope you have a great day and we will get into John chapter 13 tomorrow.